Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. Her name is Kali Fontania. She is somebody that you probably have seen either on TikTok, other social media, maybe on Twitter. And she's doing an amazing job exposing the nuttiness of the radical left. And also, she's talking a lot about education, what we can do to make it better in this country. Kali, nice to meet you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. I pride myself <laughs> on being a smart guy. And I pride myself on being outraged properly and, uh, and, and appropriately. And I was outraged at one of your videos and you got me because you were so good. Now, I'm just going to explain this. I'm not going to show it. And people can go in and follow you on, on Twitter or anywhere else and see these videos. But you are, are actually playing a character who is a teacher at a public school wearing a BLM mask. And uh, I can barely hear what you're saying because you're, you're muffled behind that. And you're just going on and on about this far left radical garbage. Um, and, and I fell for it. It was so good and so spot on. I said she should be fired immediately and never to work in education again. And, and, and I got to tell you, um, it's very rare. I've been doing this 33 years. Very rare that somebody can dupe me like that. How did you get so good at being exactly like they are? Well, I worked for them for 15 years. <laughs> okay, there you go. That could be it. So no, explain the character, what the genesis was of you doing this. And have you had a lot of people like me uh, be outraged by it? Oh, yeah. I mean, from the moment I've been posting as Luna, the activist teacher on TikTok, and this is what she looks like. Um, <laughs> from the moment I've been posting as her, there have been people that think she's real. And what's so sad about that is if it was 10, 15 years ago, it wouldn't even be it wouldn't be funny. People wouldn't even get it. It would be just like, what is this even going on? But the fact that we have so many crazy teachers in America right now that we're seeing all the time on libs of TikTok, real teachers, that even if I do the most ridiculous satire, even if I put parody in huge letters, there's still people that think that she is real because we're in such a crazy state in our educational system with these woke teachers teaching our nation's children. And if you'll notice, they're all under 40. Like these teachers are all under 40 that right. are coming out and doing this crazy stuff. So I just decided to create this character because, for one, I – was up in the middle of the night with a toothache. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reason and, to do it, sure. And I couldn't concentrate watching TV. And so I was just like, you know what? What is this TikTok? I'm just going to try TikTok out because I've always avoided it. And I'm just going to go on there as this crazy woke teacher in a mask because I received this mask that says Black Educators Matter on right. it as a gift from my district. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'll wear this mask and I'll pretend to be a crazy woke teacher and throw on some glasses and see what happens. And I've been banned six times on TikTok with, with that content. Well, that's amazing. I want you to go to uh, thinkexodus.org. That's her website. She is the founder of the Exodus Institute. We'll get into exactly what that is in a bit. Um, is your name over on TikTok just your first and last name? It is on Twitter, isn't it? Whew, yeah. Well, my first and last name, you can find it on all other sites, Instagram, okay. Facebook. I've been close to being banned on those sites as well, just not Twitter. I just started posting on there because it's it's freer now. Not, it's not perfect, but it's yeah. better. Allegedly and, freer, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, Kali Fontania on on uh, TikTok, if you put in Kali Fontania, you'll find three accounts for me because I now have backups. And I post Smart. different stuff on all three different accounts. And I actually keep my satire separate from my main account. I've been doing that for a long time now. And it, actually, Twitter's the first time I ever combined the two. Okay. So my account is a learning curve. You're not the only one that got duped by Luna. And it's annoying because <laughs> people will unfollow me. They'll be like, I thought you were a great teacher and you're just this crazy lady. No, <laughs> and I'm no. like, that wasn't me. That was my <laughs> satire character. So this is a whole new thing, combining the two. For those who are listening and can't see the spelling of your name, I'll say it. It's K-A-L-I is the first name, Kali. Last name, Fontania, F-O-N-T-A-N-I-L-L-A. Um, go and follow her everywhere. Now, I have 
had a TikTok, and I'll get into this a little bit with you, but I don't want to spend too much time on TikTok. Um, I had one because I was, I had somebody who was my video editor said, I bet you do really well on TikTok. And in about three months, I had 130,000 followers, and I was getting millions of views. But then I heard from Congress how, how really this is a Trojan horse. I know that Haya Rachik, who runs Libs of TikTok, I've had her on the program, she's got a separate device completely for TikTok because the Chinese Communist Party really does want to see what we're doing, even, even our facial recognition. Do you use a separate device for that or not? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I figure our, our phones were made in China. I'm sure they That's already true. have spyware. On. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they can listen to everything that we're doing. And the reason why I decided to continue to fight to stay on TikTok, even though it is, you're right, a Chinese app, and it's so debased. Every time I open up a new account, the stuff that they suggest to me is the most debased content I've ever seen. They and, it's course- always, and it's always debased that's based on America to show how decadent we are and how horrible we are, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. But Gen Z is there, and I am trying. I am a former public school teacher of 15 years. I absolutely love Gen Z. I taught millennials. That's my generation. They weren't they weren't as fun and interesting to me as Gen Z. <laughs> Gen Z is really powerful. Right. And when they are on the side of the truth, they are incredible. But when they are on the left, they're also very crazy. So I want to reach them. So that's why I stay on TikTok. And I figure – Facebook, I'm sure they're they're hand in hand with the Chinese government as well, and Instagram. I, all of these places are highly corrupted, but I don't think that we should just give them up to the left just yet because there's still a lot of really good people on there. Yeah. I've received messages from young people saying, thank you so much for sharing all of the racist comments you received, because that's the other thing I do is I share all the racist comments I received from the left, which is I, I have an archive now of probably about a thousand comments oh, that wow. I've received. And I'm not even that big of a content creator. I don't even have that huge of a following, but I've received thousands. I mean, I would say it's over a thousand racist comments from the left and I expose them and they take them down. They take the videos down. But before they take them down, I've had people contact me and say, I didn't know the left was that racist. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah, yeah but Kali, I don't think that you got the memo. You're, you're black, so you have, to, you have to be a Democrat. You've got to be for you know, shutting down any other voices. And the fact that you're not and that you're a free thinker and that you actually you know, make your own decisions based on fact, that's a problem. They need to make you a controlled person, and you refuse to be controlled. That's why you're, you're probably been called all sorts of things that I can think of right now, which isn't fair, but I love that you're strong enough to, to, to not back down. I did shut down my TikTok account, even though it had all those followers. But I was getting banned all the time like, like you are because I would post things like Joe Biden just not being able to get through a sentence. And then at the end, I would go, come on. You know, I just yelled, come on. Uh, and they banned it saying, you know what they said? I was bullying Joe Biden. I was bullying the president of the United States. Is that the kind of crap you get that you're bullying or that you're that you're not what? What exactly is the complaint when they take your videos down? Oh, it's so bad. So when I share a racist comment I receive, I don't even say it. So like, for example, if they call me a house... They call me a C-O-O-N and they'll use the raccoon emoji. Yes. They'll use and I'll and I'll say they're using that raccoon emoji to do a racial slur. That's all I'll say. They'll say that I'm bullying. I'm wow. the one bullying for exposing a hate-filled comment. I mean, it is so bad. I get vi- I, I mean, every time I open up TikTok, I'm like, what violation do I have today? <laughs> Meanwhile, they allow the left. I have downloaded all of a lot of videos of leftists being openly racist. Yep. In fact, they even allowed the hashtag Coonship activated to go viral wow. and have 600,000 videos with that. And it's other black people calling black conservatives that racial slur. But yet when I expose that I'm being called that racial slur, 
I get violated and taken down. I mean, this is straight up lawsuit status. If of I don't have that is. kind of, yeah, I don't have that. But it, it also is affecting my business. I am a business owner. I have my own school, and that's how I advertise. I I go on to I go onto these social media sites and I share about my school. I've been shut down six times. I don't know where I would be at right now if I have never if I was never silenced. Oh no, you you'd have millions of followers. Down. You'd have millions of yeah. followers, and you'd get virality like crazy. And again, hopefully, as you said, Twitter is going to grow faster. You don't have that big a following yet. We're we're hoping to to pick that up. I gotta be honest. I don't think I followed you yet because I was still mad at you, uh, but but I but I need to, and I will write when we get done with this interview. Hopefully, you'll follow back. Well, um, I need to warn you about my other satire characters. Oh, please. They're pretty convincing, too. So there's Well, Chad. I know who you are now. I'm on to you now, Fontania. Okay, I, I get oh, what you're laying you down. Yeah. So who's the you other one, Chad? There's Chaz, and he's non-binary, and he's oh, actually no. going, going uh, viral right now. Oh, People no. think that, or they, it's the they-them pronouns. And um, there's a lot of upset people right now at Chad's, so you need to check that one out. So I, if you see a, a me in a beard. No, I a thousand percent. Oh, I, I think I have seen you in a beard. Well, I, I, I haven't watched the content that's actually yet. Rocco. So now okay. you got to catch up. <laughs> Come on now. You got Rocco, you got Chaz, and you've got Luna. I love that her so name Rocco's is Luna. Trans. I, 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 okay, so Rocco is trans. So they're mm-hmm. they, them, or are they non binary? No, Rocco is just a man. You need to, like, that's oh. Rocco's a man. Like, that's straight up. All I, I have want... to do is. <laughs> don't want Rocco mad at me. All right, it's it's Kali Fontania. I want you to follow her everywhere. K A L I is her first name, last name F O N T A N I L L A. Let's talk about. Well, I just I want to finish on the on the sat on the satire and the parody stuff, and I want to get into your institute. Um, sure. When it comes to doing parody and satire, I do I do parody songs on my show. I make fun of people. I use a lot of sarcasm. You've taken it to another level. I could never be as good as you are at playing another character, and I think that that it's a real talent. But uh, does it make you feel better that people like me are confused right up front and then we get it and sort of we jump on board? Or is it better that people get it right up front and go, yeah, it's about time somebody made fun of that side. That makes sense. Or does it matter as long as they as long as they get it? I like both. Okay. You know, it's funny because I used to, like I said, I used to keep it separate from my account because my account is very much focused on what's going on in our educational system. And that's very serious. But I also think that there is a place for satire. I think that, um, you know, Sarah Palin was when SNL, when Tina Fey did Sarah Palin, like she was done, done. Right. So there is a place for satire. I think that we need to be mocking these people. And it's very effective, especially for young people to see that this is ridiculous and stupid. And this is a way to do that. Um, I don't mind how ever people get to it. I do think that it does affect my following, which has not necessarily ever been my goal. I'm not, I, I just love teaching. That's yeah. what I've always loved to do. But it does affect my following because people, if they knew it was satire, would probably follow me quicker. <laughs> no, I, I think you're probably right. But I, I, again, you know, when somebody like me falls for it and then I tell everybody, well, no, she's really great. and It's satire. It's parody. You've got to go see this. I think that might actually help the following. It's Kali Afantnia. She's the founder of the Exodus Institute. Uh, let's be real. I went to public school my entire life. My kids go to public school. I trust the schools where I live because we've looked into it and they're doing a good job. Schools, though, public schools in general, this isn't a commentary on teachers specifically, but they're broken. When you've got Randy Weingarten out there screaming and yelling in front of the, the Supreme Court, that might be another, uh, by the way, that's another parody you can do. Maybe put a mask on and be her for a minute. Um, <laughs> but when the leader of the teachers' unions is out there screaming and yelling about why they need more money and why people need to get free college and, and why the right is horrible and Trump is a piece of garbage, um, that makes parents like me and, and teachers like you um, say, well, wait a second, maybe we should separate from the public school system. Maybe we look at school choice. Maybe, like you did, start your own institute. So how did you do this? How do you go about starting your own school? 
Uh, you know what? Uh, if the, I, don't, I actually look back and I'm like, I don't know how I did this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't know, I how was, am I going to know? <laughs> I was very happy as a public school teacher in California. I taught the English learners and the low readers. I did it for 15 years. I was tenured. And then they shut down. They shut down the schools in California for uh, a te- it was over a year. It was yeah. a year and two months. And I was miserable having to sit in front of a computer screen like you. If you could kind of tell my personality right away, I was walking around my classroom all day long. I was doing lots of really cool activities with my students. And now we're stuck on our computers at the mercy of the Internet. And I I decided I can no longer trust the California educational system to not do something like this again. And then also I was kind of insulated because I taught the English learners and most of these kids from Mexico from very traditional families. I didn't have a lot of like the non-binary and trans students in my class, but it was slowly getting more popular outside of my classroom. And I knew there was going to become a time where I was going to have a non-binary student in my class, which didn't happen 15 years ago. There was no non-binary students. Um, These ideas are being implanted in their minds. I knew that was going to happen soon. So I decided to go ahead of it and and prayed about it and was like, I I felt called to quit, to resign. And and then I moved over to Florida. I moved to Florida Smart. and I got a job at a Christian school, which was actually like my least favorite job I've ever had. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't I, I mean, I love I, I, I was totally excited, but it was the kids were, it was a Montessori school and the kids were used to like running around crazy and the parents were wealthy and I'm used to dealing with poor parents right. that just don't really care what's going on. And so I worked this job for two months and and I was like, you know what, this is not right. I just felt like I was burning myself out for someone else with a huge pay cut. I took a $30,000 pay cut wow. and I just prayed about it. And I was like, I'm miserable. Like, even though this was my dream job to work at a Christian school, I just wasn't, it just... It just wasn't hit. It wasn't it. Right. Right. And so I did this first time in my whole career. I resigned mid year and decided to open up my own school. So is, and, it, is it a physical school? Is it brick and mortar? It's not. A, it can't be online because you didn't like that. Actually, it is. You know, what's funny is that year and a half of being online trained me okay. to have an online school. So it's a K through <laughs> 12 online school. And I learned that you only need to get the majority of your work done in three hours. Wow. Kids don't need and I do a lot of the a lot of the lessons that we give are online. They they go on for 40 minutes and then they go off and they do the rest of their assignment offline. So it isn't they're not just sitting there at on the computer, but it's very efficient. And what else I like about it being online is that we can tailor it to the child. So for example, if we have a kid that's really behind in one subject and advanced another subject, we yeah. can tailor it to that child. So yes, it's funny that it's it is online, even right. though I didn't like teaching online, but I it was a training for me to to understand what it's like. Well, and if, if all, it's if it's teaching online to to your rules and to to, to your specifications, that makes more sense than having the oh, California yeah. school districts tell you what to do. It's Kali uh-huh. Fontnia. She's got uh, her online school is thinkexodus.org. Thinkexodus.org. Can people, because we're around the entire country, can people who aren't yeah. in Florida join or not? Yes, we are uh, nationally accredited, actually. Nice. We have a very uh, credible accreditation, and we are inter- nationally accredited, and we can take school vouchers if you are in a school choice state like Arizona or Florida. Our school can be free for your child. On top of that, we have a $20 a month enrichment program that's for parents that are already homeschooling and maybe don't necessarily want to go with our full program, but they want to add lessons that counter leftist agendas. Because I believe that we need to make sure that we're not only just insulating our kids from the brainwashing of the left, but making sure they're ready to counter it. 
because we're seeing a lot of parents that are complaining that their child goes to this four-year university and gets brainwashed into leftism and doesn't even want to talk to them anymore. Well, I want to catch those kids before they even go to the four-year university and make sure they are stable in the truth. So we have a lot of lessons that are like anti-communism that teach about the founding principles of this country and how great they are. We go into debunking some of the myths. I have a debunking Black Lives Matter lesson. I have a lot of really great content, uh, great lessons on there that I teach personally on demand video lessons and also grade the assignments of the students when they turn it in. And, and we par- have about parents who are homeschooling can pay 20 bucks a month and get all that? Yep. Wow. We wanted to make it affordable for parents to do it. Uh, my only problem is that I'm not a businesswoman. So go, being able to go on these <laughs> podcasts like this is really right. good because then I can share about the school. But I'm still lear- catching up on that end. But yeah, we have 70 students in the enrichment program right now. Oh, they awesome. love it. Well, yeah. I, think, I think it's amazing. I hope everybody will go to thinkexodus.org, thinkexodus.org. Follow Kali everywhere she is. K-A-L-I is her first name, last name, Fontania, F-O-N-T-A-N-I-L-L-A. I, I just think you're doing great work. And I, I'm, I'm really glad that I got mad at you, mad enough to try to get you on the program. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that we did this. Hopefully, everybody will go to the website. Hopefully, everybody will follow you on social media. Again, I'm not on TikTok, so I can't follow you there, but I, I will follow you on Twitter. Are you on Instagram, too? Or are you doing the same sort of thing there or not? I am on Instagram and I have decided to finally merge my satire with my main nice. content. So Good. there is a learning curve with my with my uh, with my social media. But once you get it, it's fun. It's a fun place to be. Kali, <laughs> do, do me a favor. Um, I love what you do. Come back on the show again, would you? I would love to come back. I appreciate you. We're back mm-hmm. after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. We appreciate Kali coming on. Go check her out on TikTok, on Twitter, on everything. Let's do some pop culture. All right, Polo, talk to me. So I know I mentioned this, I guess, when it happened, but uh, do you yep. remember singer Aaron Carter? I mentioned he had passed away. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, so I guess his mom is claiming that there were people that were wanting to harm him and that she could see clues in like the the pictures that they took at the scene of oh, his no. death. So Does I, she I, think somebody did it? Yeah, that's what she's thinking because I guess they, they kept saying that it was an overdose, but right. she's saying, I guess, that there's clues there that she's seen in those photos and that's what she feels like that it was... That somebody like murdered him. All right, keep us updated. We got to get out of here. See you. This is the Joe Pegg Show.